Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> oh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott joining you. Second hour of Letters Now. We had a little bit of a half-hour break there. Uh, thank you for all of you that have uh, re-engaged on the show. We got some terrific texts. Some of them are really funny. This one comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, was this Trudeau's last stand to take out a, a so-called news stations to make us a military state now? Uh, no, that is not what occurred. Uh, we had a, a technical difficulty. Though if you really dug into the numbers, um, you might be interested to see of the $600 million uh, package that was extended to various media outlets in this country. Uh, it's pretty interesting who didn't take any money. And um, who did take a fair amount of money a couple different times and then have their shareholders make record profits? Do some digging. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escal with you. Orders now brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer, the ideal place to start your daily vacation. You can uh, reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline at 780-496-0063, the River Cree Resort Casino excitement. Bet on it. And you can text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you always wanted. Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We welcome back Fort Legacy Heating and Cooling. We're going to try this again. Though... Uh, John Shannon, you'll be pleased to know a couple texters had a, a laugh at your expense. They said you never sounded better than when you were not on the air with us. But uh, I think we got you again. How you doing? Funny, I, my wife must have texted in then. <laughs> my wife said the same thing. She said, this is the best you've sounded in weeks. <laughs> so... All right. Hey, uh, speaking of doing live events, this does oh. come with the territory. I mean, I don't know how many times when I was in the embryonic stages of uh, my career, uh, which was only a couple of years ago, I digress. But back when I was doing the Golden Bears, how many times I got knocked off on the road? Uh, we had a cell cast unit and, you know, crappy locations and uh, little Canada West hockey arenas. Do you have a couple that come to mind where you guys ran into some, some significant technical difficulties? Oh. When you were producing Gosh. things, absolutely. I mean, the the, the thing that is uh, you know swarming around Edmonton, thunder and lightning, are the worst things for television broadcast transmission that you can have. I remember doing a Stanley Cup playoff game uh, in the old arena at the Meadowlands in New Jersey between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the New Jersey Devils. It was a Sunday afternoon, and Lightning hit the generator 
Our generator went down. There was no power except for one camera for two and a half periods. And we did the whole game with one camera. And quite frankly, the amount of uh, uh, response we had from viewers, which was zero, nobody knew that we had a problem. And we had a great cameraman, and he did he did the uh, the panning of the camera up and down the ice. He did the zooming in on the whistle, come so on, you can come oh, on, yeah. Really? yeah, true story. And and it was it was extraordinary how we were able to manage it. And the only way, Bob Cole and Harry Deal were our two commentators on site. And the only thing that they could see was not the output of the camera, but they could see the output of our studio in Toronto. So, so literally the feed that they saw was from Toronto, not from the, the game that they were actually at. Wow. And it uh, went off without a hitch. I must tell you, I was exhausted at the end, it was one of the most uh, exhilarating, exhausting afternoons I've I've done in, in the business. Um, and but I didn't remind my bosses that we did the whole thing with one camera because <laughs> the the fear was they would tell you, well, you can do the rest of the playoffs with one camera then too. Yeah, you don't need that. Hey, so you did not do the game the the Knights went out in Boston back in '88. Oh, I did do I did that game. Oh, too. You did yeah. that game as well. Oh, oh, sure, yeah, I did. Well, I mean, remember I, the the one we did two. There were two games. There was the one where, like, ten seconds after it was either Craig Simpson or Glenn Anderson, it was Anderson. scored. Anderson. Yeah, um, the lights went out, and then if you recall, in 1990, the lights went out again. Uh, in the triple overtime night when Peter Klima scored in triple overtime to start the series. Uh, I did both of those games. So, and that was, again, that was Electrical Storm and the old Boston Garden and no air conditioning and trying to keep the building cool and uh, and, and, it, and it blew a, a number of fuses and uh, one game was not allowed to resume and one game was allowed to resume. And that actually, the first time, that the, the night of the Anderson goal, uh, the president of the National Hockey League, Bob, if you remember this, was a guy named John Ziegler. And uh, John was not at the game. John was in London, England. <laughs> and it probably cost him his job. Uh, when people said, "Well, where's the president of the league? Why, why can't okay. he be there?" Yeah, and, and remember, we remember we had a president before we had a commissioner. So the president of the league was John Ziegler, and he was in London at his townhouse in London, uh, and was not at not at that game of the Stanley Cup final. It, I, I owe you an apology. It was it was Anderson scored ten seconds into the game. Uh, Craig Simpson, Craig Simpson scored, scored the goal. He scored on the power play to tie it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I had I had a reverse. Thank you to Epstein's mother. Well, oh, Epstein's mother's always good on this kind of stuff. Right on top of it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Robert Hedges, who left us uh, far too long ago, one of the underrated character actors of all time. All right. So, so you worked that game in '88. At what point did you realize you were you know what up and you weren't going to be able to like? How long do they keep you? You know, how long do they keep you going in terms well, of thinking that you still might be finishing off the game? If memory serves me, we ended up having a press conference with the, with the uh, uh, general manager of the Boston Garden and I think Paul Mooney, the president of the Bruins at that point. Wow. So we probably went on for an hour. Another hour. I still remember the. I still remember and I, it vividly 
the players skating around in the dark. Yeah. Uh, thinking, well, it's going to come on any second, it's going to come on any second, and then they finally sent them to their rooms. And, of course, that was doubly exasperating because the building was so warm. It had to be low 30s, which is low 90s uh, at that point, no, Fahrenheit. It was just a hot, sticky, humid Boston day. John, I was up in Steen River, Alberta. It's right up near the Northwest Territories, as you know. And I had a guy named Steve Bell play a practical joke on me. I did not uh, drive into high level to watch game three. And he loved Mark Messier. And he told me that Mark Messier had uh, done a number on Lyndon Byers on a scrap. And so our checkers showed up uh, the next morning after game three. And I'm, I tried to be Bob Stoffer know-it-all and oh. got busted. I'm like, yeah, and I heard Messier worked over Lyndon Byers. And they're like, What? No, Messi didn't fight. And I, I looked over and Steve was laughing. So, of course, I decided with the boys to leave a little early that day and, uh, you know, leave the blocks at like 3 o'clock and, and drive into high level to watch game four. And we came back and we couldn't, uh, they could not get 12. Rod Phillips was calling the games on 1260 radio. We were so far up north, even though it's, normally we'd be able to get it, but we couldn't get it where we were via radio. That's why we had to drive in. Like, I think Steen River's at least an hour from a uh, high level. Mm-hmm. And so I came back and said, you guys won't believe what happened. They never finished. The, oh, shut up, Stopper, you loser. You're not, you know, like, I mean, they were right on the loser part, but nobody, you know, nobody believed me that the game at, I go, they're actually going to play game four over again in Edmonton like a couple nights from now. And they're like, no way, there's no way this is going to... Like, the whole camp was like, shut up, Bob, that's not true. Like, like, come on, did the Oilers win last night? Or I'm like, I'm serious. The game got canceled. I mean, when you think about it, it's a little bit crazy, John. You know what I'm saying? Well, and and in fact, they they debated for a couple of days of whether to start the game from scratch or start at 3-3, or whatever the score was. I can't tell you, 1988, I'd, uh, all the games kind of meld together after a while. But, you know, do you, do you start the game as, um, uh, like, baseball, where, you, you, you know, you pick it up in the third inning, or do you start from scratch? Now, the, in the end, the, and, and, and then, I don't know if you remember, too, but at that point, there were two networks in Canada splitting the final. Uh, and so then there was a debate. Well, who gets Game Four? And uh, oh, okay. it was it was a strange period, a couple of days that you're on you're in airports on, on conference calls trying to figure out who was doing what. Um, but in the end, it was, in my opinion, that that was the beginning of the end for for John Ziegler in 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 running the National Hockey League because it needed somebody that had to had to be around and available to make decisions much quicker than a long distance phone call to London England. All right, let's uh, get to the here now. Is it the calm before the storm do you expect? I mean, we were talking about the Ekman Larson buyout and uh it's kind of interesting, right? Ekman Larson was playing for Rick Tockett. They ended up moving on him. Rick Tockett ends up in Vancouver. And boom, they end up moving on them via a buyout. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, what's happened, and, and this is one of the reasons why you hire a coach uh, partway through this, the season you want to make changes is so you can get his influence. I think we're going to see a ton of influence of Rick Talk at what he wants uh, 
a style of hockey to be in Vancouver. And obviously, you're right. He and Ekman Larson did not see eye to eye in in Phoenix or Arizona or wherever they were playing at the time. Um, and and so I expect the Canucks to and end up trying to find a way to become much heavier and much more physical. And Oliver Ekman Larson would not be a, a, an answer to that. I still think that we're. We're going to see the ruminations. We're going to see some more buyouts, obviously, in this window before free agency because, really, that's the only practical way to clear some cap space when you know the salary cap's only going to go up a million dollars. And and then there's there's some other things. I mean, I think Winnipeg. We could, we could see a real house cleaning in Winnipeg yes. of their of their old guard of of Shifley, of Hellebuck, of Wheeler. Uh, and perhaps more uh, to try to improve the, their flexibility when it comes to free agency and and getting younger and nimbler. And I, I do think in the end, Rick Bonus's press conference um, probably uh, sent shutters through Kevin Chevalier's office, and they're starting to understand that they needed to change the culture in Winnipeg a lot sooner than now. All right. Uh, anything? Are you watching? Uh you know we've got uh, we've got some interesting things happening. Of course, Chorus just re-upped a three-year deal uh, with the Edmonton Oilers, the Oilers Entertainment Group, uh, here with Six Thirty Ched. So we know where we're going to be doing Oilers now, and where we're going to be obviously having the game broadcast. And there were some really good numbers in the playoffs for the games broadcast. We we briefly hit on this Thursday. Were you, were you concerned at all about the numbers uh, in the states and the drop off, or is that part and parcel of the fact that TNT isn't on everybody's cable pack? I'm not concerned yet. Uh, I still think that uh, two years into the national deal in the United States, there's some training to be done. Uh, I also think that, you know, you expect larger markets than uh, South Florida and Vegas uh, to be in the Stanley Cup final. Um, and, you know, if, if those were two small market Canadian teams, if it was, say, Edmonton, and take, and Edmonton isn't a large market, but it's a great market, but if you took Edmonton versus Ottawa in the Stanley Cup final, you would have had electric ratings, particularly in our country, and you had no ratings in the United States. So it's, it's really hard to gauge early on. I think TNT does, has done such a good job with their production. Me too. And their intermissions that I think you have to be patient and you train viewers. Um, but but viewers aren't stupid, and I don't think the NHL in the United States does a very good job, particularly why the member clubs, when you're eliminated, you tell people in your messaging, well, our season's over, see you next year. Well, no, the season's not over. So, you know, the question becomes is what what's the responsibility, say, of Dallas? to tell everybody keep watching Vegas go to the Stanley Cup final what's the responsibility of people in Boston and the Bruins and Carolina and the Hurricanes uh, to tell people to keep watching the Stanley Cup playoffs it has been one of the it's been one of the major issues I've ever had when I was at hockey night when I was at the league we tried to push the teams to say start promoting the Stanley Cup playoffs beyond when your team is eliminated and they just don't understand it they don't care they only care about their local markets the nfl does a really good job of this yes they promote they they promote beyond their own games and their own teams and that's one of the reasons why they're much more successful 
John, great stuff. Thanks for... Oh, I got one more for you. Since coming into the NHL in 2015, Connor McDavid, the following ranks. He's first in points, 850. First in assists, 547. Uh, First in power play points, 289. First in even strength goals, 225. First in game winning goals, 64. Uh, first in points per games played, 1.49. Has he disappointed since coming in a little late? What do you think? <laughs> the, o- the, the only downside, Bob, is, um, y- y- you know, the first year when he broke his collarbone. Yep. That's it. That's the only thing. The fact that he, he did not win the Calder Trophy. That's the only thing that is done wrong in his career. He, he and, played three months Three months of the regular season that year. He was working the month all three months to play. I know. And you know what? He's he's only getting better. He's only getting better. And I'll tell you what. The, and I know we got to go, but after I waited long so I can speak. Um, I'll tell you what. The the decision by Connor McDavid that he made. After the hit by Giordano and going into the goalpost in Calgary, not to have surgery yep. and 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 rehab the knee homeopathically was a brilliant move because they were telling people if you do surgery, you are going to create some level of limitation of your knees, whether it's two percent or three percent or ten percent. And Connor did not do that, and that proved to me to be a brilliant. Un, you know, and he worked his tail off for that summer, as detailed in the documentary. That it, this this is one of the reasons I think why Connor McDavid now is the best player by far in the National Hockey League. Whatever it takes, John. Thanks for joining us. Oh, very good, Bob. Very good. Rare when that happens. Uh, you know what? It, it you know we've we've had you on here for the last nine years in the show. Uh, probably about nine years from now, I'll be doing yours and Bob McCown's podcast at some point. May, maybe eleven. Okay. Awesome stuff. Thanks for uh, hanging with us, John. It Cheers. is uh, one twenty-three at Edmonton. Guests and Oilers now receive gift cards to Japanese Village, Edmonton's favorite teppanyaki steak restaurant. Book your celebration for the census at jvedmonton.ca. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, with you. We're going to come back with some of your. T- when we return on Oilers Now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. All right, 125 at Edmonton. This text on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. What difference, uh, what is the difference between an NHL president and an NHL commissioner from uh, Richard? It's kind of the same thing, isn't it? I mean, commissioner's got a lot of power. I think we've all seen that. You can text us at 780-496-0063. Uh, hmm. And you can text us at any time. Lots of you came in. Uh, Chris says, Bob, first time texter. I've never felt more confident in an Oilers team since the mid-90s. The mid-90s? Oh, okay. Maybe that's when he first became a fan. I know this because I've never gotten over a playoff exit faster than this year. Our time is coming. That one comes to us from Chris, and it's coming as soon as possible. Brendan, I got to say this. Like, I'm not 
I, you know, I couldn't even watch the end of the Vegas game against Florida. I didn't want to see them jumping on the ice. You know, we all saw William Carlson having some fun and jumping around and doing the Vegas thing. So I, I, I mean, I watched that. I have no interest. Like, I'm, I'm not really over it yet. Like, I know what needs, in my opinion, I know what needs to be done to improve the team and to push. And it's throughout the organization. It's just not on the players. Okay. But I... I'm looking at it like, damn, the orders were close. To me, it's more frustrating when you're sitting there at 2-2 and you're up in game five in Las Vegas. You have a chance to win. They could have won the series. So, I, I, And I'm not – only one team gets to win out of 32. It's hard to win. Case in point. Yeah. Uh, we know what this day in orders history was. Okay, if you told me back in 1990 that there'd only be one Stanley Cup appearance in the next 33 years, I would have said, "Come on, really?" But that's kind of what's happened. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But I mean, I'm I'm not over it, and maybe it's because you know I'm privileged enough to live it on a day to day basis, and I'm on that plane. Are you over it? Like, do you? And I know you're doing Elks, but in the back of your mind, are you thinking missed opportunity here? I thought I thought I was over it, or I thought that I didn't care as much as I did, and then I watched them on the ice celebrating that cup victory with tears in my eyes. If I'm being fully forthcoming, because I know how close Edmonton is to that, and and I think that it's the same thing that the early Oilers had to go through. Uh, you got to understand just every inch of what it takes until you can get past that finish line. If this isn't the most motivated group of Oilers we see coming out in in this next season, something went seriously wrong. They were, in my opinion, they were more of a real team this year. Like last year, let's face it, Dreisaitl and McDavid. uh, You know, McDavid 33 points, Dreisaitl 32 in 16 games. The Oilers had better depth this year, but Vegas was a deeper team as well. Hey, it's Uncle Milt's birthday tomorrow from Brent Ridge Ford, and he says advertising with Oilers now works. I went and saw those guys on Friday. The phone's been ringing, but they're still in need of quality used vehicles, and they're prepared to pay top dollar for trade-ins or outright purchases. Remember, there's a reason why Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Award winner for customer satisfaction. If you want fair treatment during every aspect of your vehicle purchase and ownership, reach out to Johnny, Rich, Uncle Milt, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford, 780-352-6048. George LaRock is coming up at about 134 today for Contract Equipment Limited. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilbert.